That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Henry, you're doing pottery? No, no. I mean, oh. evil pottery. Oh. I'm researching it for this week's episode of Last Podcast on the Left. Um, I don't want to uh, to hint it too much. Got it. But sometimes a crock pot will make you torture a lot of people. What? Oh, my. You mean with your shitty dips and chili recipes you keep making for people? How dare you? (laughs) There is nothing more Satanist than a crock pot. I do believe this. It's because of how much work it takes and how much maintenance it takes. Like, it really does. It requires a lot of love. You have to put a lot of sensuality into it. It's a low and slow sitch. Maintaining a cast iron skillet is a job. It's a fucking entire job. I think okay. the evangelicals might have you on that one, Henry. They know how to crock pot. They love to crock pot. It's all they do all day is stare at that damn thing. No, but because- that's where we stole sa- Satanism stole its culinary discipline from Catholicism. From Catholicism also, but it's Midwestern or evangelical. It's all about making that funeral food. That's what everyone eats oh, all yeah. year round is funeral, oh, yeah. funeral, funeral food. potatoes. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Okay, Get here's a, my mm. thing though. So you have your crock pot, which is slow and slow, but you got your instant pot, which is like fast and hard and pressure. So where does that lie? That is up to you and your mood. Yeah, mm-hmm. to be honest, it seems like an instant pot, if you use it exclusively, you might not be good in bed. <laughs> Oh, I don't wow. know. Or you have to go to work, get it done. Wham, bam. Perfect. You're have right. fun. That's actually true. Sometimes the cooking can't be the focus of your life. I think but, you're bad. Yeah. In, I think you're bad in bed if you only use the microwave. That means you just masturbate in front of your partner and then you go to work. And it, <laughs> and it depends too. It's like, are you going to do, allowed, are you gonna do but, like, are you going to do like the slow release? Or are you going to do like the quick release with that pressure? Yeah, if you, you know are you going to be, guys? are you trying to be Sting? Or are you trying to be Jeffrey Tubin? Whoa. Right. right? Yeah. And I don't think I you finished. Think the ultimate question is, what if you just eat shit right out of the can and don't heat it up? Because you've hit a new low of quarantine depression. Honestly, uh, room temperature 
bean chili from Hormel is it's the perfect temperature for it because you can dip it in the Ritz. No, you can't. And it's totally safe. Don't listen to him. You can dip it in the Ritz. You can put little cheese in it. You've been cross-feeding you and Jerry too much. Like, you and Jerry are eating (laughs) too similar of meals. No, it's absolutely (laughs) pathetic. I went to the Ralph's. And I, my bill was $147. I bought myself three things of spaghetti and some ragu, and everything else was for the dogs. It's insane how expensive oh dog food is. And it's just bones. There's so it's many just bones. bones. Okay, so my, my dogs have upset stomach situation, and I made plain rice and boiled chicken because that's what you're supposed to feed them yes. when they're not doing well. And then I looked at my boyfriend, and I was like, this is also what's for dinner for us tonight. <laughs> and just like you take a section of it, you put salt and pepper on it. Now we can eat it, and now the, the other stuff is for the dog. Well, you pour some cheese on the top of it. It's honestly very tasty. A little, yeah. a little, yeah, a little soy sauce, you know, and you've got a typical college meal. Oh, well, you got- well, you guys, welcome to Side Work Podcast. Here we are. I'm your host Andrea Wallace. I'm your host Brooke Van Poplin, and joining us today are our very amazing co-hosts and uh, co-podcast network zaddies and friends uh please welcome yay ben kissel and henry zabrowski everybody thanks so much for having me thanks for having us it's good to be halved Right? It is good to be had. Um, Wait, but Ben and Andrea, and and Henry, you may know this too. We Mm. were talking about crockpot dips. Um, Mm. I I also did originate, uh, it's a dip party. It's called I Dip You Dip, We Dip, Return of the Dip. Well, that that dance. That really did not age well with COVID. (laughs) No, no. no. Dips are the least COVID friendly (laughs) meal. I mean, honestly, I, I watched one 2020 episode about. 15 to 20 years ago about salsa. They did a salsa, and after the party, they took how many, like, biological, cap- like, what was in the Don't salsa. Don't fucking do this. Worse than a toilet bowl. And oh, my been God. Making- I, still get- I still would get stoned and drunk, and I will definitely dip the salsa, but it is really bad for you. It's when rancid. I've learned, when we've had our quarantine over, what we'll do is if we do have dips, which is the saddest thing in the world, you scoop out individual dip yes. bowls for each person to have yeah. but the thing is is that it really highlights how much dip you normally eat where right. like you put what you would consider be like a cup of pure like you know Mexican five layer dip into a into a bowl and like you realize like that's like four chips yeah oh yeah yeah well that's what I was talking about the Hormel chili and cream cheese crock pot dip which is with a Ritz cracker or a yep. tortilla chip is mm. a Midwestern delight. Yes, so it is. I, Man, I'm I mean, fucking hungry I think by Ben's logic, like at his Super Bowl party, which will be distanced, of course, everybody just gets their own can opener, Hormel <laughs> chili can, and rock hard brick of cream cheese. Yum. And they can just Put DIY it. it. <laughs> what is this? Like, this sounds like a hobo's birthday party. <laughs> it sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Ben, Ben, real quick, um, you know, since we're going to dip into like scarier parts of the service industry, we know you do have a little bit of, uh, you know, working in a restaurant. You worked at a Wendy's, right? <laughs> oh, my God. I've worked at Wendy's Pizza Hut. Um, fire. Arby's. Sabra- fire. Yeah, fired, fired, fire. fired. Burger King. Fired. Um, 
what else have I done? There's uh, there's maybe one or two more. And then when I first got to New York, I was a frequent, I, I went to Milwaukee University and I went to all the bars there on a regular basis. So I lied to all the managers that I had made friends with as a patron and told them to tell everyone that calls that I was a bartender. So then I got bartending job after bartending job in New York City. And then I was fired after about two days because I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to do all the money and stuff. So but the truth uh, is, is that yeah. I feel like that's how most bartending jobs are gotten. That's the hustle in New York. Yeah. It's that you have to lie. You just fake it till you make it. It's like anything Unless else. Unless you're but a yes. beautiful woman. Eh, well, even yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, they don't well, lie never. at all, Henry. No, <laughs> never. No, that, that's how you get your restaurant jobs. That's a well-known fact. We've discussed it the past two years that you just have a friend vouch for you. And you're like, yeah, yeah. he's he's from uh, the blue stove or, you know, or whatever. And I mean, and you have to have them lie because they can't just be like, he was my favorite drunk. I think that you should <laughs> yeah. give him a job as the bartender. He'll drink your inventory and yeah. fuck up your ring. No. Tell us, Ben, is there like a specific night where you were so weeded because you didn't know how to work a register? I was like, I, saying? I think it was called Manchester Pub on 78th and uh, 2nd <gasps> Avenue. And, oh, God. Uh, and all of these dude bros came in and they were like, you're just not serving us fast enough. And they all left and I was like, I don't know. And then uh, they were mad, I guess. But then I also had a lot of great people there that enjoyed me. And so I made good money. I just didn't know how to do it. But I got that right. job because the previous bartender was an alcoholic and they found him asleep in the kitchen on the morning. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But then I, because I was a horrible bartender, then I got a job bouncing at a place called Cabin in the East Village oh, on 2nd right. Avenue. Famous. Be yep. Between 2nd or between 4th and 5th. And I was bouncing there for about a year and a half or two years. And uh, I met a lot of great people when I was enforcing the law. Well, that was clearly <laughs> never on a Thursday. It must have been a weekend job. No, because... it wasn't a Thursday. I was there at Cabin. I remember really? when Sean Patton, I remember when Sean Patton and, uh, and uh, Chesley, Great comedians. Very thin. I remember Chesley. Very great. Happy, happily married man to a woman. I don't know. Yeah. I never married. said that he wasn't. No, there we was all, a lot we of speculation. Did, but yeah. yeah, we everyone did, which is great. But I was there and they I had to I checked both of their IDs to make I sure they could that. get into the bar. Well, and the the bartender Michelle, who was a real spitfire, um, Michelle I'm, was the reason I got into multiple fights because she would do this thing where she would she would be like, "Let's do a shot," and then the guys would be like, "Of course we'll do shots," and then she'd charge yes. them for the shot that she of took. Of course, and then oh, yeah. people and then people are super hammered, and then they have righteous indignation, and then it's like, "Hey Ben, why don't you come over here, you aspiring stand up comedian, and break it all up?" Uh, it was a nightmare. No, but I did get. I did get a lot of free cocaine. She started so many shit shows. (laughs) I thought the whole point was to have them buy you the shot so you do the shot with them as as the lady. Like, they get to have a lady doing a shot with them. She's the bartender. She would would propose it, and she would do, like, top-shelf shit, and they would get their their bill back, and and they would be lit, and their bill would be, like, $400, and it was just... Man, it was horrible. But then it was a vicious cycle because then the owner, Cal, was like, she's the best bartender we have. You should see how much she pulls in. I'm like, it's all a scam. It is. I I know that she got really angry at my group of friends and we were asked to not return for maybe one whole week because you can never actually get banned from cabin. No, uh, no. She pissed off. She pissed off Mike Burns and he threw a PBR at the mirror. And then... uh, (laughs) 
It we probably helped the look of that place. That place yep. was awful. I love that place. Dump. Some of my best memories in New York happened at that bar. Henry, yes. do you remember the way that the bathroom, I'm sure all of us do, the bathroom do. never, it was never repaired. So not every once. week it was just worse and worse. And by the end, the men did not have a toilet. They did not have the, I don't believe there was even didn't, a urinal and there was no There sink. was not a toilet. There was not a toilet. There was not a working sink. Was there just like an open it was, I, it was Essentially, disgusting. That's what a urinal became. That's what it became. Or you yes. just go and kind of just piss in a, a dented part of the wall. And keep and in like mind. Knowing men and a dive bar, like dudes are still going to take shits in there somehow. Oh yeah. I remember Sean Patton specifically talking about taking a shit in there. About how he had to, he basically like parkoured where he had to put his feet up on the wall of the little stall because it was just the stump of the toilet that was left. And yeah. then he just shat on what was essentially just a horrible, Ugh. evil stool versus just, a toilet in any way, shape, or form. I remember that night, too, because yeah. he came out just been like, I took a shit in there like it was a huge accomplishment. And we're all like, why did you do this? And now when I go in there, it's literally your shit. I now know exactly what your shit looks like. Not good. Hormel jelly. He's got a no. bad app. He's got bad uh, diet. He's got a bad lifestyle. <laughs> and and uh, and just to put some context into this, that was the hottest show in New York it City. Was. So every comedian, every comedian that would go there would just be like, "Oh man, I got to get on this show." And gotta it's like, get on. It, and it is in the back room of this bar that was originally just kind of a nice bar. It slowly was. divulged. Just evolved into the diviest of all the dives, almost to the point where you got the feeling it was just a tax scam. Uh, <laughs> that just also means like uh, up and coming comedian urine dissolves bathrooms, I think is basically what it comes down well, to. I, I almost had a, a cockroach crawl into my vagina while I yeah. tried to pee. So that's, a, that's just called cutting your teeth in New York. I think. Hey. <laughs> I thought it was a cockroach, not a pussy roach. <laughs> wow. Wow. Fuck, man. man you have been, Kissel truly, honestly, has been very He's heavy on. with the word play recently. He's, no, you've been, you've been firing him really, off. Firing him really. off. Pun city over here. Wow. Do you guys care if we jump into some server submitted stories from our listeners? Of week. Alrighty, guys. Well, here we go with the first server, a submitted story. Hey, I have one for you. I was working at a fairly upscale wine bar in a college town in Missouri oh my God. when one of my coworkers had a pretty surreal experience. And by upscale <laughs> wine bar in a college town in Missouri, that means they had Mad Dog Watermelon. Mad Dog 2020 Watermelon. That was the most difficult one to get. Wait a second. They have a red and a white wine. White? Oh yeah. White. Well, it is. It's white. fairly upscale. And <laughs> a purple sure one. This, pretty sure this is just a buzz ball. All right. So a man <laughs> at one of his tables flagged him down, furious, after finding a human tooth in his ketchup. Fuck yeah. Which was probably the red of the day, right? Okay, hold on ketchup. a second. Can I just say, does a fancy wine bar serve ketchup? I, I mean, this one does. Okay. It's a it's a fairly upscale. It's not fancy. <laughs> okay, I love it. Okay, so the server apologized profusely, removed the ketchup, and fled to the kitchen. A certain line cook was already missing several teeth, so he thinks this asshole lost a tooth on the line, and it somehow ended up in the guy's ketchup ramekin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's not the worst thing. At least you can see it. 
it's not like you go home and you get sick and then the doctor's like, you have cum poisoning. Like, at least you can be like, oh, that's a tooth? That's a tooth. Yeah, yeah. So the cook swears up and down. He doesn't know where the tooth came from. You know, old Missouri Joe's like, it wasn't one of my teeth. I know I counted them this morning. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, So the server goes back out to the table to try and settle the guy down. But he's uh, and he's totally done a 180. He's apologizing. And then he realized after the shock and I guess of seeing a human tooth in his ketchup that it was his own tooth that fell in the ramekin. Oh, my God. The whole time. Okay, hold on a second. How white? That's like the lady. The lady I covered on the stream that took of like there was one woman that she was all proud of the fact that she got rid of her teeth uh, without uh, saving money from going to the doctor. So she had a a monkey wrench attached to fishing line that she put around her teeth and would throw the monkey wrench to try to like pull the teeth out of her mouth. And she called those teeth her wigglies. No. The ones in front. So it sounds like a wiggly got loose. They did have wigglies. How white and soft do your teeth have to be to chip them on ketchup? So he chipped his teeth on the ketchup? Yeah, it's honestly, yeah. did this time the travel? Enough, it was the application of ketchup that went on to it. Um, I broke a tooth eating toast at brunch once, but it's because it was just a bad tooth, which is what happens. But I think the point is, is that, like, this is just another example how, like, when you're out to eat, there's customers who are just like, why would anything ever be my fault? It's yeah. obviously your fucking fault that this has happened. Um, I, I just, but it's also just so shocking to lose a tooth that I would absolutely pass the buck and be like, this is yes. someone else's tooth. Meanwhile, I'm missing How, the okay. front. Hold on a second. I mean, obviously this guy isn't a detective. Wouldn't you feel immediately when you lost a tooth? Yes. Isn't that a as thing? As soon as it slid out of my yeah. gum. I knew, right. I knew I lost a tooth. Yes, because you're so used to having all of them. All the teeth. All. Yeah. Be inside the gums. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have one little like sore on your mouth and your tongue's immediately like, what's that? What's that? What's that? Like your tongue's a detective for your mouth. There Let's we go. Say that. It really yeah. is. And that's why and my tongue is full of, my tongue is very hairy because <laughs> it's sometimes good- your tongue can be a detective of someone else's mouth. <laughs> my tongue has its own magnifying glass. Oh my goodness! <laughs> little hat, little Sherlock hat. Uh, uh, well, you know what? They ended it saying that uh, I think that guy left a good tip, which I think you have to do after you accuse someone of putting a tooth in your ramekin of ketchup. I you tip thirty percent at least. Well, he he must have dental care. Otherwise, they're lucky they got even a, anything. They're lucky he paid for his food and not oh, just man. ran out of there. Well, we had a, I worked with a bartender in Brooklyn who like always lost his fake tooth and he would like, he loved to like put it on the bar while we were prepping for the shift. I was like, why, Why? what are you fucking doing? Justin would lose his tooth so often that then we got like he made a contraption where he kind of kept it on like a chain, like a nice necklace that kind of like so like he would put it on a necklace when he would take it out of his mouth so he wouldn't lose it. Cool. So he had like a tooth on his. Fa- yeah. <laughs> anyway, like, yeah, girls must have loved him. Yeah. Oh, was fun to I know. know. Well, our old co-host, she's like, you know, I slept with him. I'm like that. Nah, that that adds up. OK. Well, how do you think you <laughs> lost the tooth? Of course. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hello, shift leaders. Isn't that fun? Uh, This is coming in from Claire. All right, Claire writes in, 
I have a terrifying bar regular story to pass along just to give you the creeps. I already <laughs> love this story. It reminds me, there was a bar that I used it's to go you. to. Hey, no! <laughs> oh, they, they, the bartenders like loved me. They were crying. New York is really sad I'm gone. The bartender community is, uh, is bereft right now. Um, but... Uh, there was, I, I used to go to this place called Carmine. This is me talking now, not Claire. Uh, I used to go to this place <laughs> called Carmine's. It, authentic. It's where like Iceman Klinsky was right on Graham Avenue. And yes. it was there forever. And so all of these old timey mob guys just come in there and they're all like hunchback now and they look totally harmless. Every single story was about how the one dude that was the most dangerous guy in the neighborhood was still strapped. He had it in his ankle, which he couldn't even lean over to get. He was in a walker, and it was just absolutely insane. He was 86, like, at the age of, like, 86, and he was still considered, like, armed and dangerous, and I just love old-timey bar regulars that are truly, like, threatening even now. What a guy. What a guy. What a guy. There's another bar, if you get a chance, Junior and Sons. The only thing they talked about was funerals, you are weddings. Just, you're just plugging literally the worst bars in really the worst. No, Carmine's is great. Carmine's is great. Carmine's is good. I lived off, yeah, I lived off Leonard. I was really close to Lorimer, so I was like really close to your neighborhood. And everyone tells me that my cross the like my uh, kitty corner neighbor was Popeye Doyle. Mm. Um and I was like, I don't know if that's fucking true, but he he was a retired cop. I looked him up. His name's Jimmy. And I got really mad at him because one of his um, maintenance men blocked me into my driveway. And I was like, new girl in the neighborhood. And I called the car. And I was like, I am about to call the police to get this removed from my driveway. And he Whoa. goes, go ahead. And he, and he goes <laughs> go ahead, call the police see what happens and Jesus i was like Christ. oh my god oh and then, no sir. and then and then i found out that the mafia polices the the like the nypd lets mafia just police these neighborhoods in Brooklyn. they're the nypd wow. they are the uh, nypd anyways indeed uh, all right all, all right, right. Back, back into claire's story back into claire here we go so terrifying story regular gifts are the creeps i've been in the industry for many years working both back and front of the house i don't know why that seems like sexual to me but <laughs> just turn <laughs> But this story begins at one of my very first ser- serving jobs. I worked, uh, I worked at some, I'm worked at what some might call a drinking restaurant. Being willing and able to work very drunk was a job requirement. So I was freshly in my twenties working at a place where alcohol freed slowly. And I was loving it. However, there was a regular who sat at the bar every day, all day, open to close. He was polite, tipped very well and made friends with all the staff. He was the kind of guy who lived to sit at the bar 24 seven. We all, we all do know that kind of guy. Yeah. yeah, Uh, yeah. The guy who was Mm -hmm. there when you walk in, but it's nice to see a fresh face, isn't it? Uh, Or the same face, really the opposite of a fresh face, but it's nice to be like, Hey, Hey, uh, whatever. That being said, we learned to accept him as part of our jobs. We each had our shift drinks plus 10 more on the stool next to him and even became friends over time. But one day he didn't come in and that was very concerning until we found out why. The man we the man we served and sat next to for years talked openly after countless free drinks. He was arrested for peeping into multiple women's windows on multiple occasions. <laughs> He had such he had made such good friends with the staff at our restaurant. The GM had let him borrow her car one evening. 
Shortly after returning the vehicle, the cops came knocking on her door. Her license plate had been identified as a man sped away after being spotted peeping into women's windows. Honestly, the internet really could have helped this guy. You can just, it's called TikTok now. Little do we know, after years and years of giving him free shots of fireball, we were sitting next to a man who was a registered sex offender for over a decade. This arrest was not his first, and we had no idea. He came in one day for his regular order of a shot. You had no idea how many times he ordered in that Shirley Temple. (laughs) (laughs) He came in one day for his regular order of a shot and a beer, and the next he sat in jail for being a fucking creep. Sometimes we just never know who sits. Sometimes we just never know who sits on the other side of the bar. So be careful. You guys are the best. I live for these. I live for these server submitted stories as I work through my doubles. And shout out to my husband Daniel. They met his servers. They were just having a drink, and now they finally, and now they get to have sex with each other because they're married. Finally turned his apron for it. He's working at a tech job. So there you go. Good job, Claire. And I'm so happy that you got that man too drunk to go spy on women. You're probably a lifesaver. Yes. Yep. I think that's the point. You got to incapacitate them so that at least if they're going to spy, that they fall out of the tree, you know, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Just that they're so drunk that they become very identifiable. There was one dude at Carmine's who he wasn't allowed to go back to Florida. And I oh. asked him, his name was Georgino. Georgino? Something like that. And uh, yeah, I asked yeah, him, why, yeah, I asked him why he couldn't go back to Florida. And he started crying and said he didn't want to talk about it. Oh, well. And that he was also a guy. I don't follow up. There's a certain type of question that you ask that you don't follow. If you can't go to a whole state, no, I don't know if we should be hanging out, especially Florida. <laughs> right? You know? It takes so much to get the boot from Florida. Permanently yeah. kicked out of Florida. Yeah, it's if, one thing to do it by choice. You know what I mean? But- yes. If Alaska is the only state that takes you in the union, you've done something horribly wrong. Something bad has happened. Well, uh, oh God, Claire, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's working in a bar, bartending, having your regulars. You're just like, just pay me and uh, let's keep it light. I don't want to know what you're up to. Um, I love Amber's got such great stories about crazy regulars. Too, she told us some such good shit when she was on the pod. Um, she's great for that, honestly. She's she is so good, so good for good. that. Oh, she keeps her cool. I'm not good at that, but I also think Amber's sort of like, oh, like, Amber Nelson. She, Oh, yeah. She gets off on that sort of like, well, sir, I'm now going to take a very calm demeanor. Yes. And mm-hmm. just um, just continue to dress you down until you cry. Okay? Uh, you'd be a great dominatrix. I could see the CEOs of all, of Wells Fargo just going in there and just getting pummeled by her with her sweet southern accent. Oh. Yeah. I don't want to think about it, but I'm just saying that. You just I'm, did. We did. I said it I- and then I thought about it. <laughs> I pictured her with one of those cute little cat lady uh, leather masks on. But anyways, moving on. (laughs) We've got one coming in from overseas. This one says, first of all, thanks for the pod. You continue to amaze me with your stories and confuse me with the concept of your almost mandatory tip system. It is mandatory. (laughs) 
<laughs> it is or, mandatory. Or yes. you're a dickhead, you know? Yes. So I worked in a bar in a smaller town in Denmark for two years where I observed some truly stupid behavior. A thing you need to know about the service industry in Denmark is that we don't tip. It does happen, but only when the service is really, really good. Servers and bartenders here get paid between $15 and $30 an hour, depending on your hours and the place. There's no minimum wage here, but if you pay below $15, you're kind of an asshole. I forget, means- where, I forget where we were, but we tipped and the person got really offended. And I didn't know, I forget, was that in Ireland? I don't know, but apparently in some cultures, not only do you not tip, if you tip, you're an asshole. It's an insult. I don't, I don't, I mean, what in the world? That needs to be, there should be a pamphlet when you arrive in Europe. Yes. (laughs) Just post it in the menu somewhere. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. Don't tip. We mean it. Um, Okay. So, oh, so it sounds like if you work in an establishment that pays you less than $15 an hour. This place is definitely, you know, owned by assholes, but it means that you can then act like an asshole. So yeah, tit for tat. I get that. So she says, my former boss used to say that the patrons paid for drinks, not service. Um, you know, fair enough. I wish it was that simple here, but no, it's not, but that doesn't make any sense. If I want, I don't pay for the drink. I can pay, I can buy the drink. You paid for the service. Right. Yeah. You buy for the, you're saying you're having fun in a bar. It's all of the shit we miss. Yeah, it's it everything is. that's been taken from us. <laughs> I'm gonna the go joy on record. of sitting in a bar. That's what you're paying for. I'm going to go on record ease. and say all the descriptions of cabin made me not miss a bar. But anyways. Yes, that, yeah, it, yeah. it does help. Well, honestly, like, though, ca- cabin, the first month of cabin before the bar owners realized they had to like continue to clean it. Wonderful. Wonderful. It was oh, really nice. God, that is so. Ugh, okay. Nasty. So she says, <laughs> I often had 11 hour shifts alone in the bar from 18 to 05. Let's do the math from six to five in the morning. Okay. We're this one oh. evening. <laughs> I know. So European. Yeah. We're this one evening. I had a particularly gross guy at the bar. He offered me $160 Ooh. for a kiss on the cheek for absolutely no reason. Like I'm cute, but I have resting bitch face and I didn't want to be Ooh. there. He had that good old drunk nose. We know the one with oh, the, yeah. what is it? It's like you get cauliflower ear, but then you get the. It's like a bulbous, gin bulbous nose. gin nose. Yeah, yes. yeah, bul- yeah, Budweiser nose. Yep, and uh, <laughs> and he the was- king of noses. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy was just generally an old alcoholic. So for me, that was a sound hell no. I told him I was uncomfortable receiving so much money just to be polite, you know, trying to wave him off and, you know, not tell him that he was gross looking and that I didn't want to kiss him. So then he was like, I'll just lower the price to $80 then if you'll kiss me. Yeah. You know, she's like, well, that story didn't work either. And here's another one. She says, I have epilepsy and I had a seizure behind the bar at four in the morning alone. The only people there were was a guy and a girl in the corner and some drunks. Immediately, the guy and one of the drunks sprung to action, got me out, talked to me, helped me clean up and lock the bar so I could go to the emergency room. I thanked them as well as I could in the state that I was in. I later met the girl during a shift. She got the most expensive drink for free. And I told her I was sorry I ruined her hookup. But turned out not to be necessary as they took a cab back to his place right after dropping me off at the hospital. Wow. Yeah. She says it takes more than seeing a seizing bartender to turn them off, I guess. Love is love. Never saw the guy again, but the girl got free drinks every time she came to my part of the bar. Obligatory apologies for accidental bad English. Stop it. You know your English is better 
better than most Americans. Okay. She says, thanks again, Trina. All right. Well, very nice. She hooked him I up. I know. I mean, she it is very bizarre up. that as a couple, they had a mutual fetish for watching a bartender collapse and shake on the ground. Yeah, but I guess that, that really got him going. That Sometimes, night, they both discovered their kinks. They're like, you too? Oh, it's on. Uh-oh. We had a voice class in college where we learned this thing. We were doing this some weird, dumb, fake thing called tremor work, where the goal <laughs> was to hold certain positions so your body would shake and you would release emotions. I have no clue. It was just Florida State. Uh, <laughs> and so, but this woman came in this like live like 40 something woman came into a group. Their class was like all guys, but like one, it was very rare for Florida state, honestly, but it was like all guys except for like one girl. And this we woman were for an acting in. class. Yeah, it really was. It was just one of those, how it broke down. This woman sat in front of us. She's like, I'm going to teach you guys um, this proper technique. And so she's like in this live suit. And so a bunch of just 20 year old men staring, boys staring at this woman. And she does, she goes in a full spread eagle. She's wearing pants and everything. Okay. But she's wearing like lycra <laughs> pants, like leggings. She goes and sticks her legs up in the air and her legs start shaking. She starts going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like making these like crazy noises. And it was just all of these dudes just transfixed. <laughs> like just watching, just like, what? Okay. Okay. You know, like I just had this, this scent of like, oh my God, it smells like a pack of feral orangutans in here. <laughs> <laughs> so it did work that way. Well, ladies, hot tip. That's how you spread your pheromone around and get yourself a husband. Oh, la- that, that, those classes exist here now in L.A. Like, ladies take those classes all the time. Like, you just, the, the shake and the cry and the, the, the pelvic thrust. And, mm-hmm. It's a real thing. Yep. Wow. Yep. Our friend instructs uh, a lot of them. Um, she also. Seriously? Like, yeah. Yeah. She does that. And it, it's, it's like. How is it different than yoga? Okay. You shake. Purposefully, you shake and you moan. Yeah. Yeah. It's to get in touch with your body. She told me, like, one of my lower chakras, my sensuality was blocked and prescribed me laying on the floor every morning after I woke up and putting on, like, erotic music and writhing on the ground <laughs> and getting into my body and making mm-hmm. noises. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it because the landscapers were there. And, uh, yeah. Just wasn't Because every do time it. they're just being like, this is the time when the boss lady does her writhing exercises. <laughs> like no, at some Coke point, it's, like, I mean, I also. Hedges are like zigzagged all fucked up. Like, I think you're greatly <laughs> underestimating how unattractive it is to see a woman in her, in her special place when you're not aroused. I was walking up the, the F train uh, in Brooklyn or in uh, just in uh, on Essex Avenue in, in Manhattan. I walk up, this chick's skirt blows up. She's not wearing panties. And I just saw the, the, the pussy, but I'm not in the brain of it. And I'm just like, ah, ah, and I was like, what the hell? So you're a landscaper. All of a sudden you look in and you just see this chick. I would just be like, this is not, it's like when you accidentally keep the porn on your phone and then you turn it back on and you're like, I really wonder what's going on with the Packers game. And then all of a sudden you're like, who would watch this? Oh yeah, that. did that happen to you today with all the videos of we looked up on Side Source yesterday of guys sucking their own dicks? I oh, didn't realize. Man. I literally was so ignorant. I was like, I don't think it's been done. But then it has uh, but it has been done in a way that I didn't expect. They lay on their back and bring the penis to their mouth. I always thought it of takes it a like, lot of stressing. It takes a lot of stretching. Yeah, but this yeah is, too, because you don't want to strain your neck. You should just bring the dick to you. Don't bring, bring your neck to the dick. That's yeah. why I thought it was. Yeah. 
it also helps. It also helps to have one of those dicks that you can see from the back. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. one of those where if they're like, uh, you know, back turned yeah. to you and you can still see it. Yeah. That's I'd nice imagine thing. if you bend yep. that way, there's got to be a lot of gas release in the process of it. You know what I mean? There's got to be like a lot of farting before the dick gets to your mouth. I, I, I honestly, because those yeah. positions really push it out of you. Yes. The guys I that agree. I saw doing it, I'm not, I, I would actually be surprised if they farted. They were very, very well done. Very thin. Very, yeah, very thin. Ooh. Hey, y'all. Let me start off with, I'm sorry for the delay, but hey, I run back a house, so it's always my fault anyways. In all seriousness, I work at a high-end gentleman's club built upon native land. Oh, We are located <laughs> in southern Illinois. This is incredible. But I'm from Chicago. I'm from Chicagoland and now working at this fine establishment. I've had the lovely opportunity to meet many celebrities. You see, next to us is a music venue. Fun, right? Nope. Not fun. What? One of the first celebs I met was a young rap artist with a name that kind of sounds like Mella Golf. For Mellow real, Wolf? I can't get in trouble for this. I was yellow. It was yellow wolf. Yellow wolf. Total prick. The men of Guar. Total nice. sweeties with a lovely manager. I've Absolutely, heard that. I bet. I've heard that. I have. Now <laughs> onto the year of fun. Within the first year of working back of house at this titty bar, I found myself listening to some death metal, LOG, DSI, all the like. Balls deep into my lunch rush music, hearing blaring a a G, head banging flipping stakes when suddenly the music stops and <gasps> a crash mere feet from the line near the dry dish area. Y'all, it was my goddamn phone. What? It had been resting atop the cold ta- table at, at in a deep fourth pan like a speaker and it fucking flew across the line face down by all my extra pants. Cracked the whole ass screen. Fuck me, right? Then a few months later down the road, I start to hear a little girl calling my name. Gia. Gia. G- Giovanna. I thought I was losing it. Until she started saying mommy. Y'all, at this point, I was over it. Here I thought it was a combination of JMO and white drugs, but no. This little girl ghost has been haunting the whole club, VIP and all. What? Turned out she didn't care for the angry music. She had that kind of access? Yes, I guess so. <laughs> oh my God. Honestly, she better pay. She's paid a lot of ghost money for that. She really yeah. is. Uh, or my being mad at the request for a well done $35 filet. She likes to play with the day bartender's long hair, make the hanging glasses clink, or simply just run around and giggle. You can legit feel her. She is the sweetest little thing. Just don't play metal music around here. Want to hear about the apparition with a top hat walking into the ladies' room? No? Okay. Well, one day, whilst I was using the front of house ladies' room, the front door hostess came in busting and screaming, Sir, sir, dude, you can't be in here. (gasps) An entertainer and myself came out of our prospective toilets, not even finished, if you will, to scramble and snatch this evil evil, evil man that was never there. He tends to haunt the large suites, so I rarely have to indulge him. Story goes, he was murdered way back when it wasn't a titty bar that served food. Apart from the man who died in one of the suites and the other that was pre, the others are all pre-cabaret. They all still mess with us every day in their own spooky ways. Let the record show, I've had a few shots and some wine. Godspeed and good tips, Giovanna. Hold on a second. So the Indian burial ground is not the scariest thing going on at the strip club. It's just former patrons who got kicked out for being like, nah, grab the movies when I want to grab the movies. No, and that was, dude, that was was a this ghost. The guy, was this the guy from Claire's story going into the bathroom? It could be. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it did sound like she was having sex with another man so, or someone like, in the bathroom while this was all happening. That's all, I mean, that works. I also I don't love, love that she clarified 
terrified that the that she had a turtle head still sticking out of her butthole when she got up and you have to obviously no matter what if there's a home invasion and i'm in the midst of doing defecation number two i'm finishing i don't care if that's how i, I mean, die that's how i die when it comes down to do you have to build up the suspense of that person because you're going to want to surprise them when you're inside of your home so when it comes out of it you just kind of shit and then you hear the flush then you attack him. <laughs> that's cool <laughs> That I is like cool. The, I like the idea of a VIP little girl in the club. She's like, do you know who my ghost dad is? Let me yeah. back here. I love that <laughs> she's calling her mommy and she's like, I'd be like, I'm not your mom. Like, first of all. Like, first uh, of yes. all. Honestly, I mean, can't you be open and take in this ghost adoption? Foster I, a child, a foster, ghost? I would- foster this ghost. Foster I, I, the ghost. There were some other parts of the story <laughs> That got, you know, it was hard to kind of squeeze in there, but she's like, have y'all ever heard a stripper's head crack from falling 10 feet <laughs> off of a pole? I was Jesus like, oh my I God. Actually, I actually, onto Christ. granite, onto granite. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> At Pure Platinum Solid Gold in beautiful Fort Lauderdale, they have, it is so freaking impressive. It's a 50 feet pole. They have multiple 50 feet poles. And these women can climb up, not using their hands. Like it is truly unbelievable. But I no, did they're very see, strong. It takes oh, it's a unreal. lot of strength but to I, do pole dancing. I did see like a blooper and she caught herself right on the, it was like out of a movie she fell probably 15 feet grabbed herself with her legs again about five feet before she was about to jack her head and then everyone but then like everyone i mean she did get a lot more money people did make it rain isn't that nice it is but it was like a mission impossible situation it's very scary like hits right before the (laughs) well because also it's like what you do in wwe when owen felt when owen hart fell from the ceiling and he died in the ring they just sweep Mm. her up and they have to bring candy up next, like you got to the show must go on. Shows going on. Shows go, you got to sometimes dance over the uh, if the corpse, the bleeding the- corpse. <laughs> oh my god! Well, you guys, uh, if you have any amazing server submitted stories to send our way, please go ahead, write them down. Think down deep in your brain. What's the best story you can send us? And you go ahead and shoot them to us at sideworkpod at gmail.com or go ahead and just slip them into our DMs. And before we go on with the rest of the show, just reminder, come join our Patreon, you guys. We're getting it going. Do it. It's the cool thing that all the cool kids are doing. Uh, You can find us patreon.com. Uh, side work and uh, do us a favor uh, if you like what you're listening to subscribe rate review it makes us feel good it makes us feel horny and good Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Help support and support the artists awesome well we're kind of doing another uh, part two to our Halloween sort of uh, we had all server submitted stories last week that Henry thank you so much for joining for that mm-hmm. you of course you, like made some of our listeners days they're like I can't fucking believe Henry read my story blah 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 it was great so we kind of wanted to move into the topic um, you know we're like murders and restaurants and bars like they just go hand in hand um, but I feel like the natural instinct is to be like oh let's talk about the burger chef like that horrible story or zenku chicken or whatever and the thing is like bartenders and and service employees were usually 
we're usually the victims of senseless murders, robberies. Sure. Mm. Yeah. It makes bad, bad headlines. We don't want to go there. Uh, when you really sit and think about it, though, um, we just kind of want to freak everyone out by reminding the public and our fellow listeners that when it comes to bad deeds and horrible things uh, in the service industry, that the call's usually coming from inside the house. Oh, we're yes. usually the bad ones, the bad places. So we're going to talk about all the ways that bars and clubs are uh, kind of trying to kill you are their own little houses of horror. Great. Cool. And we think you guys will <laughs> like this. So, Andrew, you want to, you know, you want to drop into this uh, first little topic with me? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is a super fun list this that we found. And awesome. it's basically the bars and clubs that serial killers were regulars at. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Jane J, man. The bar in Milwaukee, Mad Planet. We used to go there all the time in River West. That was Jeffrey Dahmer's favorite spot to go in the corner and drink PBR and pick up on vulnerable men. Oh, so. I mean, it's like we already know that like bars and restaurants are full of normal, like normal day predators, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It depends already. on. This, so these are just like worst case scenarios. So like, uh, you know, we can just go down the line. But I'm going to start with my favorite one, which is City View Tavern in Cincinnati, Ohio, where Charles Manson used to hang out before he made his big West Coast move. So the neighborhood <laughs> that... <laughs> The neighborhood that this bar was in was like the big hippy dippy like flower power neighborhood in Cincinnati at the time. Charles Manson would go in, uh, drink a lot of tequila, and then threaten to jump off the bar's back deck. Uh, like uh, every time he came in, and mm. it was so terrible that the owners decided to stop serving tequila. Period. You know like what? Nobody could get tequila. You know what's so funny? <laughs> It makes he is a tequila guy, isn't he? Now that I think <laughs> yeah, about Manson. Yeah, he feels Manson, like he's a tequila guy. He likes a desert, and I yeah. honestly think that makes quite a bit. I mean, he is a cactus person. Yeah, I never even thought about that, but that <laughs> and a, makes and all the sense in the world. monster, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yes. yeah, so the tradition because, still holds today. Like, I, you can't... You, you cannot get tequila in this bar. Because I would think that like someone like a Ted Bundy, he's a high-class whiskey drinker, right? But he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, but he pretends. Right. Well, Ted Bundy right. only was a high-class whiskey drinker when he was working for that senator, I feel like, during that time period. And then he just became... I see him a, like a... I mean, it's an unfortunate name, but I see him more of as a Tang guy. Oh, oh. Okay. Come on, guys. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Slam! Wow! Come on, guys. Honestly, wow. Tang, if you are in high school right now and you need to mix your vodka with something, Tang is the way to go. Yeah, it really does. And then you get your vitamins. Yeah, we, then you we, get your. Vitamins. We agree. We agree. There is the, the, the best bar that Andrea oh. and I love. It's called Bad, bad Decisions. Bad Decisions in Baltimore. Yeah. And they do uh, a zombie in space. It's a it's a tiki uh -huh. bar, and it and they put tang in the zombie. Ooh. Yeah, it's rum and tang. It's so fucking good. That place is the best. Worst, uh, so yes, worst decision right, I ever made. I mixed I mixed whiskey with apple juice and brought it to school. It was the only two disgusting. things. Disgusting. Yeah, and then it stayed in my locker room for or stayed in my locker for like three weeks. It was very yeah, bad. Yeah, but if you if you heat that up, if you heat that up during the fall, everybody wants a piece. Kind of what I was you know thinking. What I'm yeah, kind of what I was thinking. Put a cinnamon stick in that shit everybody <laughs> wants it you know all okay. right so this next one i love uh this is the jury room which is in santa cruz so this was ed yes. kemper's hangout so what he would do this is a fucking cop bar right across the street from the courthouse in santa cruz this motherfucker would go shoot the shit about missing co-eds and like talk the talk when the whole time as we know now he's the one that killed 
all of the co-eds. Yep. And they loved cop bars. And it's very common uh, amongst uh, serial killers. Loving cop bars, wanting to get an inside skinny. A lot of them, they are cop fanboys. Yep. They like to be close to the action. And it does work as a way for them to find out how far along the cops are in the investigations. But mostly it's just about feeling uh, some form of connection to authority. Because most of the time they are um, ineffectual losers. Well, so they like to be with a bunch of the bunch of people who have legally have guns. And I don't want to point out the heightism here, but I do wonder if that's what caused Ed Kemper to go crazy. Kemper was told that he could not join the police force because he was over their height limit. And yeah, I do I'm sure wonder, that's the only thing. I'm sure I do that's wonder the only if thing. he was allowed to have a badge and a gun, would he not have treated that with so much respect and not killed all those people? I don't ben, know. Ben, you're, you're kind of a Kemper height, aren't you? Are you as yeah, he's close? I, I'm a two, two. He is very six. I'm six seven. Okay, so, he's like six nine, right? He's yeah. six nine. Yeah. He is, and now, he's for, real big. For years, he did uh, books on tape. Right? He would his yes, voice. He, he ran. He ran uh, God Emperor of Dune as well, which is very interesting. Oh my god! He so weird. Yeah. Connection. So weird. So weird. And if you guys have been to Santa Cruz, like that place is just like there's something in the water that makes serial killers. Um, and it's just <laughs> and some about and it. Vampires. It's a beautiful, beautiful part Gorgeous. of the world, though. Gorgeous. Yep. Yeah. But it's creepy. Um, I like. Okay, so the last resort bar. This is in Port Orange, Florida, was the last place that Eileen Warnos uh, basically got to have a beer while she was hanging out with bikers. It was right before the cops picked her up on the outstanding warrant for her weapons possession. After she had that beer, she got the you know the she they got the confession of the seven men she killed after they scooped her, and uh, the bar still has her mugshot hanging from the ceiling much I, I think when shit like that goes down you have to lean into it right yes. yeah in i think place. so especially mm-hmm. where that bar is that bar is in the, one of the most like cryptic parts of florida like you go down there it, that is definitely a tourist like point like you make oh, it yeah. like, specifically you make it so people will go there and be excited to sit in the stool that she sat in and I, this is kind of bullshitty i found out so like this is a local spot here in LA, but the restaurant um, had the famous booth where Robert Blake, you know, that asshole yes. would sit with his wife before she got murdered and shot out front. And it's been this point of interest where it's like, this is the booth. This is the booth, the murder booth. The restaurant's like, we want to get rid of that and just foster in good, positive vibes. We're yeah, they don't. I, I know. Well, exactly. I, it, I, I've been to that restaurant. They're auctioning it. You know, and it's like, just fucking keep it. I don't know. L.A., people come here for that shit. You know, this is what this town's full of murder and mayhem. And, you know, this is the true crime capital of America. So my dad's a cop and he was a detective. I don't think we've ever talked about this, all of us. But um, right before... Eileen Warnos uh, basically skipped town to go to Florida before they grabbed her. My dad was on the patrol. Her grandparents lived in my suburb in Michigan where she was, she had been like hiding in the woods, was going to, they had like a hot tip that she was going to stop in to check in with her grandparents. And my dad was on the force. They were on the ready to nab her, but then (sighs) she fled to Florida. Whoa, cool. Whoa. Right? My dad's got a lot of good stories. Were there, I love that. Were her grandparents very nice? They were nice Midwestern people. You know, what happened to Eileen's a whole, it's a whole thing. I Oh, uh, yeah, we covered her very oh, much yeah. in depth I on know. the show. I listened to all your stuff, and she's a, she's a tragic figure to me. 
There's a lot going on. To, yep. There's a lot to unpack with Eileen Warren. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Andrea has one more from the oh, LNL. Yeah. Let's do one more on this list. Uh, the LNL Tavern in Chicago, Illinois, was a super regular haunt for John Wayne Gacy Jr. Yes. Okay. I used to get wasted at this bar in Chicago. Yes. Really? Like one of my favorite oh, yeah. bars in Chicago, right on Belmont and Clark. Like, super, super dive. It was one of those bars that's like stood the test of time. Like, it's still there after so many years um and it's right around the corner from boys town which is the oh, uh which is the gay neighborhood yes, in chicago so it does make a lot of sense um that's also you know Dahmer would drive down and hit that na- that area too so i guarantee that motherfucker was hanging out in the lnl at some point as well uh, absolutely it's right in the center of all of it and again great dive bar great dive bar great. right by wrigley right yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fa- not far fairly at all. close. And again, not to brag about my dad, I I have to send you guys this photo. Um, so his family friend, uh, their daughter was my babysitter. She was uh, about ten years older than me, and they moved to Chicago and worked for one of the large. Um, I forget it was if it was like manufacturing or printing or whatever company, but they had the big company party and they hired John Wayne Gacy to come be a clown for the children. And there is a photo of my old babysitter in John Wayne Gacy's arms. Yes. Wow. Yes. Honestly, what's the Yelp review? How was he? Was he good? Did he do a good job? Does does anyone like a clown? Does anyone like a sweaty clown? No, but he, he ruined the clown. When he got into he it, did. people actually he liked did. clowns, right? No, he didn't ruin the clown. Cirque du Soleil ruined the clown. <laughs> oh. Because there is not a single entertaining thing about a Cirque du Soleil clown. <laughs> wow. They are awful. They are frightening. And they you wonder why they kill, demons. Mr. Zabrowski. You wonder why they kill. <laughs> they kill because when it comes down to it, they, oh God, God knows what happens inside of a clown. <laughs> So I feel like like kind of going through that, it really begs the question, which I think I'd like all of us to answer. Where would you hang out, bar, club, restaurant, after you dumped a body? Where do you, you know think- what? To, to be honest, mm-hmm. I would do, if I were to dump a body, I would go to a place that's not one of my favorite spots. I would actually go more so, like if I've done a heinous crime, I'd probably go and, and dull the edge at Applebee's. Okay. Ooh, Applebee. I thought you said not one of your favorite spots. No, that uh-huh. is. I hate it, but I would go to specifically torpedo it. Did you, well, and then okay. do the thing where you go being like, Applebee's is my favorite place to eat and drink, and murder is my favorite hobby. Wow. <laughs> I would. I think you got to go with one of your locals because then everyone knows you're there. And everyone will be like, there's no way he just murdered someone. He just had his big, he just had his big Bud Lights and his shots like always. And I think that might provide a good alibi. So I'm going to go where you're recognized. So you'd be at your your Carmine's, your... Well, here, Carmine's, Skinny Dennis. I would have gone to Skinny Dennis probably. Yes. Oh, yeah, is- definitely. Honestly, that would be a lot of fun to go yeah. if you murdered somebody. But if only if it was a, like a righteous murder. Yes. Yes. Like if of you course. killed somebody that needed to die. Right. I I feel like if I wanted to keep up the appearance of like, hey, everything's normal, even though like I just dumped a body. But I got to I got to play it cool, not let anyone catch on. I would probably go straight to, you know, Tuesday night karaoke at Ye Rustic. 
I yeah. would. Well, you better be I, careful though when you're singing those songs that you don't confess. I yeah, know, psycho yes. killer. Yeah, um. you could you could just be like, and then everyone be like, did fucking Brooke just kill someone? Like all of her songs. <laughs> is she is singing this the Boston Strangler song? What like, is what happening? Is, it, is she singing uh, "Down by the River" by Neil Young again? Yeah, is that like a location for a body, or why is she singing Richard? No, that's Marx's where song? I fish. That's where I fish. <laughs> I think I would. I mean, I think anybody who knows me on this podcast knows that I'd probably go to Buca de Beppo. Buca de Beppo. You know, but probably in Mexico. <laughs> they will extradite your ass. Honestly, though. they're probably pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also, a- be careful if you go to the bar after committing a heinous act, though, because you will get drunk and you will you will start chatting. You it, do. it gets a lot of people caught. You got to know when you're about to have the fuck it drink. Yeah. You know, when you're when yeah. you're good and you're holding it together and then you have that fuck it drink where then you're like, come here, I got someone to tell you, right. you know, and it's you, you have to know when you're about to have the fuck it drink and don't have the fuck it drink. Don't unless yeah. you're just confessing to like, I took the sink you should have ever taken in the bathroom right over there. That's okay. fine. That's fine. That's Here. fine. You know, you can confess to doing some stupid. I should have called my mother on Mother's Day. I didn't. You can cry. Yep. You just yep. can't confess That's to so a funny. felony. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that fuck it drink is what what leads to murder. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. To be honest, luckily, every time I've blacked out, I just fall asleep. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you black out. I don't know if you remember the first, the last two hours of your blackout though, when you're running around and your shirts off. I've been told. I've been told. I just sleep. I slump. (laughs) Shut down. (laughs) I don't think you guys knew me when this was pre New York. Maybe not even. I knew you, bro. You and I. I knew you. Uh, well, you're right because we. Met. I knew you. I knew I you. Know, but, but Ben, I met you in Wisconsin before any of us moved to New York. I know in um, Milwaukee with Jocelyn Hughes. Crazy, but uh, really? I used to get. Yep. Oh yeah, we were working at a comedy club. Was it Skyline? Skyline or Comedy Cafe, and, which is now gone. Yeah, and I remember walking in and all the bouncers to the comedy. That was Comedy club. Cafe. Okay, they were strapped. Everyone and they murdered strapped. a guy. They murdered a guy two years earlier, Jesus. throwing him onto the street because Brady had had a massive turn. They threw him onto the street because he was too hammered. He got hit by a car and he died. There's a big lawsuit, but I guess he was oh, just that bad of a heckler where people were no, like, so, it. but COVID shut it down. No, yeah. I was, no, I was there earlier. It's just gone. Wow. Wow. I, he, okay. Yeah. JD died of a heart attack. He was in a, he was in a very dangerous biker gang in Chicago. And uh, yeah, not a nice guy. That's huge. Well, I was just going to say, I used to get so drunk that my right eye would just clamp for the rest of the night. It would just be like, <laughs> oh, I can't I wish, do it. I wish I could have seen you in pirate mode. Dude. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, well, Jocelyn, or not Jocelyn, Brooke, when we were out in uh, in Milwaukee, I took the boys, Marcus and Henry, to the Landmark, the, uh, to Landmark, which is the one with the bowling alley, the video Man, game. Man, that place. was so much fun. And we got, fucking, we got lit off of Spotted Cow, New Glarus. Oh, God, I miss it. A beer you could only get in Wisconsin. The best. Uh, it's legitimately the best beer in the country. I like their fruit beers. I'm just going to say it. Ooh. Their strawberry rhubarb fruit beer is one of my oh. favorite things ever. Okay, you're allowed. I like a shandy, though. So All right. uh, that's got like me. It set me Ooh. up. That's a what shandy. I want. One of those. A I shandy. Like a shandy. shandy. Made by women. Made by women, that beer. I'm just going to say it. <laughs>
another interesting question, you guys, um, with restaurants being sort of nefarious places in and of themselves. Let's uh, ask everyone, where would you store a dead body in a restaurant if it was up to you? Underneath the restaurant. <laughs> oh, is that in the restaurant? That's, that's, that's the end of the episode. Like, but is that in the restaurant if it's underneath the restaurant? Well, no. what you I do think is it counts you, property. If you murder somebody in that in the place, if you murder someone, and then you have a really good, loyal front of house staff, you say you're opening up for reservation, you're closing for reservations. You get all the equipment. You cut a hole in the cement, of the basement. You dig the hole. You put the body under there, and then you cover up the whole thing. And then no one has any clue. What's happened? For as far as they knew, you just did construction inside of your restaurant. What about hiding in plain sight? Oh, that's that's Barry the dummy that always has a drink in front of him. You <laughs> that fully would be him. Oh, he's the no, bar regular. He sits and there. Like- no one will <laughs> that know. Would be incredible. Can, but can you keep the body from rotting? I don't know. I may. Well, with a walk-in cooler, you can preserve that body every day or every night when you shut down. Or you, know, you could not, do what, not a, you could do what they do now with like what is that where you can take a sip of Rasputin's dick or like a toe or something you could chop yeah, up the body parts hide him in the liquor and then you could be Wait, like you can drink Rasputin's well, body they that is they there was like a rumor of that yeah. the idea is that he's just referring to that there's a one the bar, I forgot what it was. It had a toe in a in a it was like a cut off <laughs> toe in a thing of like one fifty one essentially. Yeah. And the goal was that I think that you'd pay to drink it and have it's good luck for the toe to touch your yeah. lip. Sure. As you take a sip out of the thing, but you and would, somebody stole the toe. That's right. Sure. And they had to get a new one. I forget which bar this was. They had to get a new one, and then they they were like, it's very difficult because it was obviously a super shady story of how they got this toe in there in the first place. Sure. Yep. And and if I may, if I may, uh, can I just let out a Rasputin? Rasputin! (laughs) Thank you. Thank Um, you. I read a lot of stories, and I don't know if it's a a good place, but I, I read a lot of stories about Finding people in like grease dumpsters. That's oh. where bodies get hidden a lot. The grease trap, basically. Not, yeah, the trap, the like dump- in, the, in the, oh. the dumpster in the back that of the restaurant that's makes filled sense. to the brim with grease. That makes yeah. sense. See, okay, now I'm also going, you know, when you walk into the cooler, the first thing you see is like a lot of the different, like um, five to 10 gallon drums or buckets, right? And right. we all know killers love to put bodies in drums, big barrels. Oh God, you watch Forensic Files. Fucking, what is it with men loving to dump women in barrels? Well, you always yell at us for not being clean, and now finally we're cleaning up our mess. Yes, yeah, maybe we beheaded (laughs) and took all of the limbs off of this person, but think about the bright side of that. But I think I think I would do like a lot of prep work, right? I would do the body is part of the prep work, right? You get like your you get your little like um your mise en place. You're gonna do some fine julienne, some mincing, mm. and you get it real fine, restaurant grade. But and you disperse it in several buckets, but then put the prepped food that's supposed to be in the bucket on top. So you've got your your potato wedges for French frying, this whole thing. But then the body hiding underneath. It's like Squirrel Restaurant all over again. It would sound like a professional organizer. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a, it sounds like you're trying to sneak weed on an airplane. You know what I mean? You like totally put the weed inside the baby powder. You know, you 
<laughs> put the weed inside yep. the baby. That is ridiculous. Um, that is ridiculous. But now, but, you know, you could put it inside. You could just put it inside your pants pocket because you find out the x-ray machines actually doesn't even register organic material. No. So you can actually just put it in your pocket. Oh, if you want. Which aren't we organic material anyway? Whoa. Well, we'll just. We'll, we'll, <laughs> Whoa. We'll end, on, we'll end Whoa. on this horrible note because uh, clearly other people have done it, but they are not as smart as us. We all know and we talk to excess about how insane fucking chefs are. Yes, um, there is this one chef. Uh, this is not that many years ago. This is in the LA Times. This is, I think, 2018. This motherfucker. Okay, let me give you the short Ooh. of it. He killed his wife and then spent three days in his commercial kitchen cooking her down to get rid of her. Like he was rendering fat. He Ooh. was like, Ugh. I know. I'm sorry. I responded to like I know, that I know, was tasty, I know. but. I know he made no, a nice I, pan sauce. I literally with went like, mmm, stop it. Mm. Don't say these things. But this I like rendering fat is what got mm. you so aroused. Yes. Oh my God. But this, Well, honestly, okay. Henry, you're not going to be that happy. Her, his wife was only 105 pounds. Gross. Yeah, right. She was, she was a skinny little thing. That's not and a lot she was of fat. Only, she was only 39, so we all know her youth was spent. Yeah. Oh. Um, that's even, that's oh. awful, man. I hate it when well, youth think, goes. One of the worst parts of this is that this motherfucker like ran off with a young waitress at the same time, a 23 year old waitress who worked at his restaurant. Okay, ah, she'll and ruin his life. She'll okay. ruin his life further. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's all. Well, he'll the get weird this. thing is, this guy's name is David Vains. He only got he got <laughs> 15. Veins. He got 15 to life, so he actually got right. a pretty nice deal by American standards. So he could be out pretty soon. And can we just, for the record, just with everything we hear and every true crime story that we've heard over the span of time, it's like, men, just get a divorce, okay? Yep. Okay? Or we're just or saying this about Chris away. Watts, the Chris the Watts fucker. story. Yeah. Just being yep. like, you just can, like, I, whatever. You, if you're thinking you just, about annihilating your family, it is so much easier to just get in the car and disappear. Yo, disappear. Henry Henry and I can tell you when we're on the road, especially when we were really struggling, not really struggling, but we when, we, we, when we would stay at the Holiday Inn extended stays, they are made for the person leaving their family. They are no like questions everything are asked. You, no questions. Uh, everything is catered to the divorce dad. Everyone knows what you're going through. There's so many places. Go, go for the, the border, life. man. Yeah, just go for the border. Go to Canada, live a new life, get a whole new family. Well, just be a mystery. Is also ghost this, your family. Also, with this guy, he got a four month sentence for marijuana. I don't know how to do math, but fifteen years and four months for marijuana. I just feel like it's insane. They're not doing right. It's not right. Yeah. Um, and I, I think with anybody's marriage, you shouldn't be over, you know, the dead body of your wife cooking her down and say something like, I can't believe my marriage has been reduced to this. Oh. <laughs> that's, honestly, that's incredible. I that's love you. <laughs> that's incredible. Wow. That's actually huge. That's huge. It's unbelievable. It just it's probably why you only got 15 years. So, but the part of this, when this, this fucking dumb fuck was trying to explain how he accidentally killed her. Then he was like, well, yeah, when she would get really upset, I would tie her up and duct tape her mouth shut so she would calm down. This was a regular. He's like, but then this time I fell asleep and I might have duct taped her whole face. Oh so there were God. no breathing holes. These guys I, got problems. And he goes, he goes, uh, but then I found the body and it was, you know, hard. 
It was dead. One thing leads to another. I've got her in a couple different simmering pots. Had to get rid. I mean, I f- you know what happens when you freak out. You cook your wife. Well, this guy is crazy. He says, I cooked her for four days. I let her cool. I strained it out. I do like that he like added the chef, like, let it cool. Right. Uh, I strained it out. He dumped <laughs> Don't the remains. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Let- dumped the remains in the trash. And then he hid the skull in his mother's attic. Dude, and then when That's... he when he knew he was gonna get caught, Whoa. he did one of those like poor me things, and he leapt off an he leapt off an eighty foot cliff in Rancho Palos Verdes, Whoa. but survived. And he's in court with like one of those like traction. Oh yeah, that's why he's. Oh my god, what a freaking loser! That is some Harvey Weinstein level trying to get sympathy for being a piece of. <laughs> Fucking garbage. Well, honestly, Harvey Weinstein did help out the tennis ball industry, though. He did have all of his little tennis balls on his. <laughs> yes, and everyone was like, oh, look how easily he wow. travels. Isn't that amazing? What if, like, my cousin Vinny Joe Pesci was, like, the lawyer, and he was like, you cook your wife? <laughs> You, cook, you your cook your wife. I'm going raging bull, too. Oh, God. oh no, 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 no. You, 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 hey, you cook my wife? Uh, you cook my wife? <laughs> No, no, that's it. That's uh, Robert De Niro. I, oh, yeah. is it? Yeah, wait, wait. I think you cooked my wife. I think you cooked my wife. I think you cooked my wife. I think you did. I think you cooked my wife. I'll do this forever. I'm about to I jump off an 80-foot cliff. Oh, my God. Well, I think we just wrapped our show perfectly. Um, ben and Henry, thank you so much for being our guests. It means the world to us. Oh, thank you so hey. much for having us. Thank you We're for having so me. so glad that we could do this show together. Yeah, Halloween guests for life, you guys, always. For life, we're ready to go. (laughs) But friends forever. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, you guys, please, as always, check out these guys, everything on Last Podcast Network. It is their empire. They're going to have a super... you guys said that this week was maybe going to be a real grisly, true crime leaning. Last we have podcast. a really intense episode coming up, which I'm nice. very excited for. So we drop. Nice. Obviously, it's Friday today. We drop pretty early. You guys tend to drop late on Fridays. So yep. check us out. And then after this, go check them out on Spotify only. But mm-hmm. uh, if you want some good Halloween frights and love these guys as much as we do or are already fans, you know yes. what to do. So check find them me out. On my yeah, own, yeah. You can find me on my OnlyFans as well. I uh, I eat a bunch of M&Ms and I talk about how good they are. I'm just joking. He hasn't set it up um, yet. I haven't honestly, it up. there are people really, very, really intense about it. Wow. Okay. Not happening. Yeah. It's not yeah. happening. You guys, have you have not already? Please go rate, review, subscribe to our podcast. Go onto our Instagram. Check out that Patreon. Check out the super fun perks we have for you guys. Uh well, then, yeah. yeah. Until next week, when let's see, the world uh, is going to be a different place. Uh, we don't know how. Um, considering this is right before a huge election, we'll just say it one last time: make your plan to vote. Get it done, folks. I'm figuring it out here in Cali. It's going to be, yep. uh, it'll be It's good. definitely a shame that you have to figure out a plan to vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what we're doing. We're about to go vote early right now. Get it I done, baby. We're that later today as well. Yeah. All right. Well, we love you guys. Love we end y'all. every show saying the same thing. Godspeed. And good tips. Tell All right. Bye, everyone. you guys. Bye. Bye, you guys. And good fucking fight. Good fight, guys. Thank you.